glad you could join us now for Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Ed Cannon. Ed is president of FEBC, and uh, we have these conversations every week. Ed, good to be with you again. Wonderful as normal, Wayne. Uh, Today is an interesting uh, podcast, a little different than normal. Yeah, we have a friend joining us who really is responsible for coining the term the 1040 window. Now, I think a lot of people are familiar with that term, mm-hmm. but we won't define it here today. But let's let's go to the source and introduce our guest. He is Luis Bush. And Luis, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. Delight to be with you. Why don't you uh, take a moment and just self-introduce yourself, if you don't mind, and tell us who you are and how God has uh, equipped you and, and uh, used you through the years, Luis. Born in Argentina and raised in Brazil, uh, committed to Christ in Brazil with a missionary from the United States, and then began to, a new journey uh, seeking him. And at the same time, uh, with the, my girlfriend at that time, we got married. Uh, Doris is her name from Argentina. And so together we began to serve the Lord. Uh, but first we were in the business world. I was in Chicago, uh, with Anderson Consulting. It was Arthur Anderson at that time for three years attending Moody Church, and occasionally we visited with Moody Bible Institute. And so there got to know about uh, many new developing realities, both biblically that were foreign to me through Warren Worsby's amazing exposition of the scriptures, uh, but also uh, challenges at Moody Church involved in a couple of events there in, in regards to global mission. And so that stirring continued until after three years with Anderson Consulting. It was a clear sense of call. We were in Brazil at that time, and there was a service. A young girl came forward. The message uh, got to both my wife and I, and we committed at that time to go into uh, missions full-time. And so that began a new journey, uh, which led us to a time of preparation, uh, a few years of uh, preparation in a, a missional program and then a doctoral program, and then uh, into the missions world as a Latin American. It began in Latin America with a country-by-country involvement after pastoring a church in El Salvador during the civil spife there, uh, and seeing the mission vision birthed in that church, it became regional to Central America with events in the different countries of Central America, and then Latin America with a movement called Comibom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then out of Comibom uh, came the call for a challenge to at the Lausanne Conference in 1989. Uh, the challenge before us was the presentation I was asked to make, and that's when the vision uh, was on the table of the 1040 window, okay. uh, recognizing that being a primary challenge That's extensive us. service in the field of missions and service to Christ, mm-hmm. Ed, that really is remarkable. So let's talk about this 1040 window idea. Of course, FEBC is right in the heart of that. It certainly is. Yeah. Major, yeah. strategic. So what is exactly, Luis, that you were called to in the 1040? You said, you know, you have all those different experiences being a pastor and doing your uh, doctoral studies, and you said you really felt called to mission. But specifically in mission, what was it you were called to that led you to this research around the 1040 window? It was a calling that took place at an event there in 
the Philippines in Manila. It was uh, the Lausanne 89 conference. Yeah. And uh, it was where the vision was challenged to me as I looked at what is the overall thrust of mission in our world at that time, where is the primary need for that thrust to take place. And so in that process of seeking God, consulting with others, and exploring the, the thought, the idea, and interviewing those that were out there in that area, is that's how the birth of the 1040 window concept came mm-hmm. and was presented at that Lausanne conference. That was the start. And then as I began to visit and to experience what was going on in those places, there was an increasing burden and an expectation. And uh, that has come to this point where now, after 30 years of the vision being birthed, uh, it's clear that God has stirred so much in that region through prayers and involvement of FEBC and other ministries Mm -hmm. in that area, that now I sense that from a mission field, we are beginning to look at the emergence of a mission force, which is a very exciting development. Luis, that's fascinating. I think for the purpose of our listeners who might not be quite as familiar with the term 1040 window as those of us are on the inside, could you define for them what is really the 1040 window and why is that so important in terms of mission? Certainly, yes. The one sentence would be, it's the region of the world with the greatest human suffering combined with the least exposure to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further developing the idea, it's a rectangular area that includes North Africa, Middle East, Asia, and it's approximately between 10 degrees north and 40 degrees north latitude, which is how it got its name. And initially it was called a box, but with my wife's insight and company development of the idea, the box became a window, and it's often called a resistant belt. And the reason for that, it's because it includes the majority of the world's Muslims, Hindus, and Buddhists. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And of course, that includes China, which is where FEBC has started. And since then, our work has continued primarily within the 1040 window because, as you said, That's where the oppression is the highest, the resistance is the greatest, and the fewest number of Christians are, which is where we as uh, gospel missionaries need to go with God's Word. Luis, this uh, 1040 window has really led to a whole uh, strategic way of thinking about how to reach the world, right? Right. It's true, yes. And radio is one of those major strategic responses to that thinking. So we're thankful for FEBC's engagement. Right. So tell me some stories. How have organizations uh, taken hold of this handle that you've put on it and and moved forward with the gospel? Well, we've just come back from several places in Asia, and uh, one of those was Indonesia. And in Indonesia, it's not physically in the window, but it has enough characteristics that it's been introduced and being engaged as an outsider coming in. So we have initially the idea of the window are those that have geographic more than half of their physical uh, context in the nation in the window. But in the second revision that has taken place recently, we've said, well, it's those countries that 
maybe are not physically fully there, but their characteristics are there. So groups like Indonesia is one of those that came in in the second phase, in a sense, which you can mm. read about on Joshua Project website. But in this meeting in Indonesia, which is the second World Prayer Assembly, the chairman of that World Prayer Assembly, a man by the name of Bangbang Wijaya, who's also the chairman of the Evangelical Alliance in Indonesia. He initially initiated his uh, introduction re- referring to the 1040 window and pointing out how the 1040 window has become a major uh, important focus for prayer, first of all, but also for implementation at this time. Mm. And he went into specifics of what he saw in the last 20 years Mm. developing as a result, in part, he felt, of the focus of the body of Christ on the 1040 window. So he he said this in May 17, today, 22 years after the term was introduced, the situation in the 1040 window region has changed dramatically, and along with the growing popularity of the term, the tenfold intention of the church mission work and prayer to that region has dramatically increased. And as a result, various mission agencies put their efforts, time, and energy into ministering in that area. And so he developed that and, and presented a paper on that, which expresses from a, a point of view of a strategic person involved there, how this has developed into a mission force from a mission field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Indonesia is one of the places that's actually near and dear to my heart, Luis. FABC's ministry there, uh, I think, yes. as a country, it's it's well designed for the use of radio. As you right. know, it's so difficult to, to penetrate some of the remote areas because yes. of the density of the jungle and the number of islands. There's 16,000 islands in right. Indonesia, hundreds yeah. of different languages, which... Right which means radio is so well-suited to specifically yes. reach and target areas uh, where where missionaries can't often go. So it's your introduction of the 1040 window and the challenge of countries like Indonesia, which make it right. possible for mission organizations like FEBC to create specific strategies to reach those areas with the gospel. Absolutely. Luis, we have a resource called yes. uh, Unreached in Focus, and this this whole purpose of this is to educate the church about right. uh, reaching the unreached of the world. I, I don't know if you're familiar right. with this or not, but I, Ed, I certainly want to commend this to our listeners. Yeah, sure. This is the uh, application we have on our website that allows you to yes. go and, and gather data um, about countries in the 1040 window and about how right. mission is affecting those. Uh, it, it is, as Wayne said, a great resource for people to use as they're meeting with their church groups, educating their children, Sunday school right. resources. And yes. uh, a, a lot of that information, Luis, comes from individuals like you who have spent your life mm-hmm. doing research and, and helping spread the word about what that's all about. It makes a lot of sense because seven out of ten of these people groups are considered and reached with mm-hmm. more than three billion, and they're in that window among those groups. Mm-hmm. And you see that as a primary focus point in radio is one of the vehicles that you can reach the unreached like no other. Yeah, you know what's funny? We were just doing some research as with your friend David Wolin about uh, yes. minority languages that FEBC is involved in. And there, Correct, are, yes. there are literally dozens of countries where FEBC mm-hmm. is broadcasting 
uh, in the native language Christian content, and there's yet to be a Bible translated in that language. Wow. Right, Which, right, right. Yeah, so... Like it's home to some of the largest unreached people groups like the Sheikh and the Yadava, hmm. Turks, hmm. Uh, Moroccan Arabs, Pashtun, Jat, and Burmese. Those are the major unreached people groups that could use some of that radio ministry yeah. directly there. Yeah. Okay, I take that as a challenge, Louise. Those are some languages <laughs> yeah. I wrote down. We'll see if we can get some broadcast going in those languages. <laughs> Sounds so, wonderful. So Louise God. Bush. Thank you, Louise. God bless You're you. Welcome. We're so grateful that our mutual friend David Woolen put us together. So we appreciate you and thank you. And God has used your thinking through the years to really, uh, to really advance the gospel. So we're very, very grateful. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ray. I'll look forward to connecting with you again pretty soon, Luis. Thanks again okay. for joining us, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks. Take care. And thank you for listening to Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. Uh, Ed, it just seems like the the more we talk, the deeper the stories go in terms of this ministry. That's right, Wayne. We've all got the same purpose. I say all the time, we broadcast in 150 languages in 50 countries, but we've only got one message because hope in Jesus Christ is all that matters. You've been listening to Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. More at febc.org, including Unreached and Focus. Look for that on the website, febc.org. Thanks to Joe Carlson, our producer. I'm Wayne Shepherd. You've been listening to Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company.